Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Josh Lipko Show. You can call Josh right now to talk by calling our number at 516-666-9806. That's 516-666-9806. And now, here's the amazing Lipko, Josh Lipko. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Josh Lifto Show. This is Josh Lifto on rightwingmedia.net. Before we get started, I need to thank everyone at Right Wing Media. Romeo, my producer, and Scott Home, as well as David Griggs. Also, a big thank you to Lauren Dusky for the song rolling. Now, let's get the ball rolling. Saddle up for the show. Don't forget, you can call into the show at 516-666-9806. Now, I got a special, special little thing for y'all to listen to. First, let me just go ahead and clarify this. This was not local to me. A Wyoming teenage girl caused the school to go on a lockdown. She got suspended, a citation, trespassed, and arrested, all for not wearing a mask. The school worker said it's because of her disobedience. That word, disobedience, has been heavily used in tyrannical governments for those who go against the rules and thinking, even if it's 100% peaceful, now, let's welcome our special guest, Grace Smith and her dad. Hello there. Hi, Josh. Hi. So, I, I want to hear what what happened from the all side of the story um, with it from the day this all happened and ca- kind of what led up to this as well. Um. Oh, yeah. I am a junior at Liberty High School. Uh. At the beginning of the year, we went to school on uh, optional masks, um, and about two weeks in, they started to mandate them, but they weren't actually enforcing that mandate um, up until about a week and a half ago um, when they finally started to enforce it. Um, At that point, I led a protest on Grand Avenue with about 80 students and over 30 parents, Um, and from that point forward, I started getting ridiculed from uh, both students and other parents, uh, but mostly the school. Um, it became almost like I had a target on my back to get this ridicule, um, and I was the second kid called into the office to get suspended on September 30th. Um, I was called into the principal's office where my school principal was there and the uh, superintendent was there. And immediately they told me that I'd be having two days of -of out-of-school suspension for continued willful disobedience. I told them that I would not be doing that. Um, And I began to talk to the police officers because at that point, since I had been issued a quote-unquote legal suspension, um, I was trespassing on property. And so the police told me that if I continued to trespass, they would give me a trespassing citation. So at that point, I left. I came back right after those two days. Um, on October 5th, and I was called in during third hour to 
the same thing, but it wasn't the superintendent. It was just the principal. He suspended me, but this time I told him that I was going to go back to class, and he refused. So he called the school resource officers again, and they issued me a $500 trespassing citation for not leaving the property. So I sat in the front office until lunchtime, so for about two hours, and they just let me sit there with my citation until I left the school and I went home. And then two days after that suspension, I came back, and about 20 minutes into my first hour, I went down to the front office uh, for ICE to, at the nurse, and one of the school administrators stopped me and told me I needed to come into his office, and I said no. And I tried to go back to class, and immediately another administrator locked all the doors to the classroom, and I was not allowed past that point. And keep in mind that at this point, I was not suspended. I had nothing against them. I was off of a suspension. I was legally allowed to be there. So they had locked me in the lunchroom with no way into the classrooms for no reason. Um, and I tried to push past the administrator, and he almost slammed the door on my hand three times in a row. And then finally, the first administrator came back up, issued me another two-day out-of-school suspension, and again, I said I wasn't leaving. The school resource officers gave me the same talk, and I got another $500 trespassing citation. So at this point in time, I now have $1,000 worth of trespassing citations. And then I refused to leave, and they warned me that they would put the school in lockdown. And I just asked to go back to class, so they put the school back. They put the whole school in lockdown. And all I did was sit in the lunchroom on the stairs peacefully. I did nothing. Um, and I had a group of parents, uh, I think like three moms and my dad, were standing outside in the front in front of the school just there to support me. And then the police informed me that they were going to arrest me if I continued to sit there, which was very startling because on the first, my first suspension, when I asked if they would arrest me, they said no. And so it was completely different this time. And so I continued to sit there and see if they actually did it. And they did. They put me in cuffs. And because of the three parents standing out in the front, they took me around the back of the school, put me in a cop car, and they drove me all the way around the front into the jail. My dad and my uncle followed me to the jail. And there I was processed. Um, I just filled out some simple par paperwork. There was no bond and no bail, and I was released right to my dad. Wow, that, that's actually insane. Um, so I noticed you threw the word disobedience in there, um, and that, that's uh, I'm not sure if y'all heard earlier. I, I kind of I said that's been used quite a bit with tyrannical governments, and, and that, that's basically how it is. So Wyoming, uh, that's a pretty, I guess you could say, conservative state. If I'm Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, that's correct. I will say that we live in a pretty um, liberal county. Laramie is the uh, um, third largest city, and the and we we have the university here in our city, which is is kind of the driving force behind um, the fact that that makes it blue. So our county is blue. It's one of only two blue counties in the state, but the state is generally overall uh, red. Okay, so what what does the uh, the law say about this whole uh, situation? Yeah, so uh, when Grace came to us, her mom and I, and said that she was not going to wear the mask, I told her that that was fine and I supported that decision, but we needed to look into the law. And if we walked through, uh, walked down this path, and we discovered that the school board had the authority. Um, to enforce a universal mask policy, then Grace would have to either withdraw from school or put on the mask and go to school. 
And so that was my terms for my uh, for me helping her down this path. And what we discovered was we started at the top. We started at the governor's office and were was quickly referred um, down through the ranks. Uh, the governor's office did not want to really answer our questions. They referred us to the state uh, um, uh, state board of health. We called them. The state board of health referred us to the state school board. They um, didn't want to help. They referred us locally, so we called the. Um, the county public health office and everything just kept getting pushed on down until um, we ended up back at the local school board. And what we discovered was that the state of emergency that was put into place initially when COVID hit had long since expired. And the state of emergency that Governor Gordon put in place was what gave the State Board of Health the authority to um, introduce an emergency mask mandate. That was last year, but that's expired. It's long since expired, and he said he would not renew that, which he has not. He has not put the state back in a state of emergency. And so without a governor's state of emergency, there are no mandates. And so if there are no mandates, then we hmm. are we fall right back um, to our Wyoming Constitution, which in Article 1, Section 38 states, shall have the right to make his or her own health care decisions. The parent, guardian, or legal representative of any other natural person shall have the right to make health care decisions for that person. And um, on top of that, Subsection C says that legislature may determine reasonable and necessary restrictions on rights granted under this section to protect the health and general welfare of the people. So without um, some kind of law going before legislature to be passed by the Wyoming um, judicial system, there is no enforcement of any health order. And we are protected under the Constitution to uh, have the right to choose our own health care. And, uh, oh, and wow. I do as her parent. So they are completely operating um, outside of their authority. And every single individual throughout this process, whether it be uh, the chairman of the school board, whether it be the principal, the vice principal, the superintendent, the law enforcement officers, the chief of police, as well as the sheriff have all been notified that they are infringing on my daughter's right to an education and her right to choose her own health care. And um, they all said that there's nothing they can do about it. It's a civil matter and needs to go to court. Civil matter, that, I kind of find that to be messed up because, I mean, that's that, that's a lot further than just a civil matter. It's not between two people just getting mad at each other. It's between a a technically a public school um, kind of government thing. Uh, actually, I, I want to mention uh, to both of y'all, to everyone listening, it's not really just a Wyoming thing. Uh, I'm I'm from Texas, okay, and okay, we we lifted the mask mandate, and few counties and school districts have put on a mask mandate. And our our governor is currently going after them over that because it's kind of going against what the state says with that. So do you all have any plans to kind of take this to, uh, if need be, Supreme Court? Or y'all just going to try yeah. and just yeah. wash so what's it? The, what's really interesting is that 
I haven't looked into other states, and I don't know other states' constitutions, but what's very interesting about the Wyoming Constitution is, and it was amended not that long ago, to include under this same um, Article 1, Section 38, a subsection D, as in Delta, that states that the state of Wyoming shall act to preserve these rights from undue governmental infringement. So our attorney believes that this is a kind of a cut and dry, black and white, ironclad case as far as civil rights are concerned and our right to choose as parents. And so um, they are really uh, grasping at straws right now. They've, they've yet to be able to produce any statute that uh, supports their um, ability to um, to to mask the best they can come up with is a um, is, is the board's ability to uh, um, make dress code which is not applicable in this case because dress code uh, it's, it's it's either dress code or it's a medical device it can't be both you know what I mean mm-hmm. so, so it's been it's, I, I want to ask uh, oh yeah uh, I, sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off there um, I want to ask Grace real quick. Why, why did you originally kind of choose to react that way? And wh- how, how do you feel about kind of fighting what they're doing? Originally, my first thought was that I'm just so tired of all of this. And obviously, if masks were the answer, COVID would be completely gone by now. But at this point, it's scientifically proven that masks are not the answer. And it's scientifically proven that COVID is not going away. Um, and so I think that it's time for us to move on as a society. Um, but then as I started to go on, I realized how much power these officials were bestowing upon themselves. They were taking away my parents' power, my power, and the power of God, because God gave me those rights, and he gave my parents the right to protect them. And the government was built in order to protect our rights. Um and the government has no place and no authority to give and take rights from me from or from my parents or from any kid or parents in this country. And I believe that it's just gone too far, and it's honestly disgusting to see how much power these simple school officials are bestowing upon themselves. Um, each school official has taken away the rights that God gave me, and they have taken away the rights that my dad and mom have been given, and they're giving themselves so much more power than they deserve. Oh, yeah, I I completely agree. They've definitely uh, overstepped. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all know what's been going on in Australia. They, first up, the people gave up their guns. Second up, uh, in the areas near where the government there has a lot of power they've been beating and arresting people for not wearing a mask so i just hope that doesn't come to america um so this is this is a tough situation for y'all and just everyone else because this can definitely change the course of america and what our uh, founding fathers intended i so um we're about to go into a commercial break here i just um, I'll, I'll start moving on after the commercial break. But do you mind telling everyone where you know they can find you, find y'all, and help support y'all? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll let Grace 
finish tell, uh, by telling you where people can go, but I, I do want to just uh, say that we've been kind of uh, living by Benjamin Franklin's quote that um, those willing to give up liberty for a little safety deserve neither liberty or safety. And so that's kind of what uh, what this is about, and, and Grace is, is fighting a fight that's bigger than her. So Grace can tell people where to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us and information at standwithgrace.com, and uh, there's a link on standwithgrace.com, but you can give money at Give, Send, Go with the name Stand With Grace. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope to stay in touch with you all uh, over this whole situation, Um, and I'll definitely be trying to get that link up for the website of Stand With Grace. Uh, I've definitely been seeing a lot of hashtags on Facebook uh, and Instagram in support of you all. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I really I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I feel kind of honored to have you all on here. Well, thanks, yes. Josh. Thank we, you for having us. We're glad to be on, and we just hope that people can be inspired by grace. And uh, the money raised is going to go to fight these legal battles so people can take their liberty back. So thanks for having us. No problem. Y'all have a great night, all right? You too. Thank you. All right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and step into a quick commercial break. Orcas are wonders of nature, and now more than ever, we need to help them stay that way. Our Puget Sound orcas are also an endangered species, and that means stepped-up enforcement of special rules to view them. Stay at least 200 yards from orcas. Keep out of their path and never feed them. Check the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration guidelines to help protect all marine mammals at BeWhaleWise.org. A message from the NOAA Fisheries Office of Law Enforcement and Cairo 7. Hey, John, would you consider traveling to another planet if it was possible? Yeah, it depends on what time the bus leaves, Chuck. You're a real ground lever. <laughs> but you still want to tell everyone about the benefits of space technology. Sure, because they're so down to earth. Like the search and rescue satellites now in orbit around the planet. These high-flying listening posts can pick up signals from the emergency rescue beacons carried on airplanes and ships. When a boat capsizes or a plane goes down, the satellite locks on to its distress signal and relays its position to local search and rescue teams who go into action using the satellite to guide them to within a few miles of the site, even in the most remote areas. This worldwide emergency network has already saved over 800 lives. What's going on up there is helping all of us down here. Space technology. This is what's in it for you. that NASA works hard to keep its astronauts safe in space. But did you know that spin-offs from space technology are saving lives here on Earth every day? NASA-funded research created rocket-powered parachutes that can save entire airplanes along with their pilots and passengers. A life raft originally designed for the Apollo missions has saved hundreds of sailors stranded at sea. And a tiny cardiac pump developed with the help of technology used to design rocket engines has extended the lives of hundreds of patients with failing hearts. NASA's innovation even led to personal locator beacons, which have helped save more than 30,000 sailors, pilots, and adventurers in distress worldwide. 
Together with its partners, NASA continues to develop technologies that protect life both in space and on Earth. There's more space in your life than you think. Learn more at NASA.gov. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Josh Lifto Show. If y'all want to call in, the guest call-in number is 516-666-9806. Now we got some things to cover in. One of them, uh, last, last week we covered five Supreme Court, Supreme Court cases over the Second Amendment. Three of those cases have now been removed, and two others will be heard on November 3rd. Russell v. New Jersey, Weber v. Ohio, Roundtree v. Wisconsin have all been removed from the hearings. But two cases are still going. Association Rifles, Association of New Jersey Rifles and Pistols Clubs v. Buck and Young v. Hawaii. So definitely keep an eye out for that stuff. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and update y'all on that. We got some more stories going on. Um, if you haven't heard, whistleblowing's kind of popular right now. There's, I mean, can't be too upset that this is happening. But ATFX employee whistleblows on the ATF. The former employee alleges of elite pay for many employees. The former employee also claims fear about their performance eval. But when they spoke to their superior about what was going on, their performance email went from fully successful to minimal successful and then let go for poor performance. Last year, an audit was performed on the ATF and much wrongdoings were discovered. Allegedly, the ATF is taking taxpayer funds. I mean, can't be too, too upset about that. I mean, well, you can be upset, but you can't be too surprised. Next up, I'm blowing past a couple of these because some of these are kind of crazy. I I just want to go ahead and do a disclaimer on this. I do not hate the police, and I am not a fan of the ATF personally, but I do follow the law and understand there are bad and good officers. About nine months ago, two Columbus police officers hazed and held at gunpoint as well as assaulted and held in handcuffs a ATF federal agent in their cruiser. A ATF suppose, allegedly the ATF agent was doing a follow up at a home in Columbus, Ohio, I believe, and over a purchase and the lady at home called the Columbus police. They showed up immediately pulled out their guns and, well, went ham on him. So that's kind of messed up. You know, if they can't if they can't respect a federal officer, you expect them to respect you. Next up, Senator Dan Sullivan warns of dangerous politi- politicization of military after the alleged President Biden fires Trump appointees. Video can be found on Forbes breaking news. The reason I'm blowing by these so quick, by the way, is we got a lot, we got some more things to cover, and we've kind of done some a little bit into the show quite a bit. So 
there's always that, but I really think that Grace and her father were both able to come onto the show and talk about what's going on with all that. So, I, I got a couple of police ones for y'all. Uh, next, I got to cover another whistleblower. These police ones kind of upset me quite a bit. First, I'm going to cover the less dark one, I guess you could say. Austin, Texas police are urging people to call 311 instead of 911 for nonviolent crimes. Austin Police Department stated, the staffing shortages and inability to respond to non-life-threatening 911 calls is a direct result of the Austin City Council's defunding of the APD last year, cutting $150 million of its budget and other changes that were implemented affecting how the department operates. If you live in Austin, Texas, this is worrisome because this is the result of defunding the police. They're going to take a while to respond. And even if it's a very <laughs> extremely important 911 call, but it's nonviolent, it might take them a few hours now to show up. So even if it is a violent call, it might take 15, 20 minutes for them to show up because of how little funding they currently have. Next one, I, I I got a bone to pick about this. Next one, y'all. On 5-30-2020, police were sent to a protest. A group of these officers missed launchers as well as laugh about it. Point, they were in an unmarked van shooting people with the rubber rounds. A man returned fire towards the unmarked police van. Once the man noticed it was police, he surrendered. But the police kept beating the man who shot towards the officers. In self-defense, he has been acquitted of all charges. The, he got acquitted of all charges quite recently, so there's that. But the issue is, you, you can find the video of the police with what they were doing. They, At one point, they did shoot at someone with a rubber round, and they laughed about it. A couple officers laughed about it, fist bump. Then the guy who shot at him, in self-defense, because he didn't know it was the police... It was at night, and they were in unmarked vehicles, shooting people with rubber rounds. One of the rounds ended up hitting his direction. But so the guy returned fire immediately when he saw his police. He dropped his gun and got on the ground. The police continued to keep their guns pointed towards him, and they actually beat him quite badly. Uh, they even told him to put his hands behind his back. He's like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So it's kind of worrisome that police are able to walk or to basically do this stuff. Um, they were, the police officer said it was in self-defense and he was resisting arrest. Uh, so that, that's kind of heavily worrisome. We're going to have another break and then I got a big deal for y'all. And it kind of deals with what we first covered in today's episode. So y'all Stick around, and we'll get right into it. They said meth would help me get through my exams. Totally safe. I could party all night. It would help me forget my problems. He said he'd love me forever. They said I wouldn't get hooked after the first hit.
lied. They lied. They lied. He lied. Find out the truth. The truth about drugs. Drugfreeworld.org. Drugfreeworld.org. According to the Oxford English Language Dictionary, cyberbullying is the use of electronic communication to bully a person, typically by sending messages of an intimidating or threatening nature. This definition doesn't differentiate about the age, education level, or even the emotional or experiential levels of a person receiving these types of words, images, or videos. Cyberbullying is bullying. And because the Internet travels across state lines, bullying someone online can be legally viewed as a federal offense. And based on the situation, cyberbullying can be remedied under civil or criminal law. And oftentimes, based on the actual and potential degree of harm, most U.S. states, Canadian provinces, and many countries have also made special efforts to address this growing issue. In fact, cyberbullying is often viewed as a form of criminal harassment. Research indicates that persistent bullying can lead to or worsen feelings of isolation, rejection, exclusion, and despair, as well as depression and anxiety, which can contribute to suicidal behavior. Interestingly, according to StopBullying.org, incidents of cyberbullying are often part of a complex interaction. While there might be one ringleader, standers may be involved as well. Usually, these accomplices can be legally viewed as being just as guilty as the principal person, or persons, who are committing unwanted aggressive behaviors online. If you or a loved one has been affected by cyberbullying, don't ignore it. Reach out to the platform that has hosted the cyberbullying exchange. These entities have the names, account information, times, and even the ISP addresses of those involved, and are able to take the appropriate action against those accused. This includes various sanctions from their business, including account termination. And while they have, and can use this user information to bring cyberbullying to a stop on their platforms once it's reported, you have the power before you even click for help. Don't try to fight cyberbullies alone, and don't empower them in allowing their attempts to ruin your life. Cyberbullying is bullying, and this online viciousness stops with you. Message from the Weird Media Network, Video Fun Southwest, RightWingMedia.net and the station. Welcome back, welcome back to the show. Just want to go ahead and let you all know real quick before we get back into this next one. Every Monday night, at 7 p.m. Pacific time is my show. You can go to rightwingmedia.net and then Blog Talk Radio to listen to the show. If you want to call in, you can call in at 516-666-9806. Now this next one, uh, we, we, we've talked a lot about COVID. We issue, uh, we had a a girl on here that dealt with an issue with that uh, for not wearing a mask, getting arrested. Y'all heard the story from her about all what happened. Now, not sure if y'all remember, but people were saying, oh, Pfizer has dead fetus cells in it. Well, you might actually be right. Pfizer whistleblower leaks emails between higher-ups and the company about hiding information about Pfizer using dead fetuses as well as black, blacked-out windows when FDA was coming by. The whistleblower has been terminated after the video of the whistleblower blowing the whistle. You can see the video on YouTube from Project Veritas. I believe that's correct. Um, sorry about that. Um, so, virus. It's Project V-E-R-I-T-A-S. You can find that whistleblower up on 
well, you can find the whistleblower on that YouTube channel. So, why this is concerning? What what the emails were showing was everything that they keep hidden from us, from stuff that they openly say. Uh, it did have in their official label that they edited. It did say dead fetus cells. So that's pretty. That's worrisome because of people's beliefs and all that. And then blocking out the windows when FDA is coming. The whistleblower did say that they were told that you should be seen at all times. And then they put those windows, the blackout windows up. So that was kind of worrisome to her. The problem I have going on right now, y'all, is this whole this whole virus thing is being used as a political weapon. You have a lot of things being hidden. I actually shared the video of the whistleblower calling out Pfizer on YouTube. I mean, from YouTube, I shared it to Facebook, and they immediately took it down as misinformation, even though in the video they have evidence of what was said. So, you know, it's being used as a political weapon. Uh, Facebook was shut down because of a whistleblower. Instagram was shut down because of the same whistleblower. Because Facebook owns Instagram. The problem that's going on now is these companies are taking advantage of everyone. And we should all be standing up against it. If you personally believe our rights should be protected and true truth should be out there, say something. Support these whistleblowers. Support rightwingmedia.net and let us help get that information out there. If you have any interesting stories, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can look up Josh the Magical Journalist. And if you really want to be very specific, I underscore 22 for life. That is the word grizzly, G-R-I-Z-Z-L-Y, underscore the number two, the number two, the number four, L-I-L-I-F-E. Sorry. Uh, so y'all can go ahead and find me there. Give me a follow. Um, I post on there, and I kind of do my Facebook some. But y'all, y'all, stay aware. Situational awareness is a big deal. Definitely stand up for people's rights, because this stuff's going too far. Stand up for actual truth. And when you talk to people who disagree with, with what we believe, use respect, use logic, use facts. Okay, don't call them names. Just sit down with them and have a mature conversation because if we just go around calling people names, it's not going to go anywhere. So we got to be the mature ones. And I get at some point we might be getting into a fight, but for now. All right, so peaceful is an option, all right? It's a good option currently. But, hey, y'all definitely go check out standwithgrace.com. Help her out. Share rightwingmedia.net. Share this show. And... Go follow my Instagram. All right. So, hey, y'all have a great night. Y'all take care. Remember, you want the truth? I got you.